You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church Podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Hey, good day, Kingdom Culture Church. It's just so good to be able to be together today and in this new reality of online church. Um, As you can see, I'm on my front porch and um, you'll probably hear the occasional car go by, but hey, we'll work with that. Uh, We don't have the luxury of the um, studio setting that we had last week because I'm in self-isolation. But anyway, let me say this. I want to welcome those that are joining us online as guests, as family, as friends, different ones. We just want to We did, you know, I just counted an amazing privilege to be able to share the Word of God with you. I'm missing seeing all all my church family's wonderful, beautiful faces. Um, It will be so good when we all get back together again. Uh, But as we are, you know, I I just want to say something uh, very direct, and that is that the Spirit of God spoke to us that he was the Spirit of God without measure at the beginning of this year that is our that is our vision focus as a church spirit without measure that hasn't changed you know when our world gets small we find that god's world just enlarges um we're going to hear wonderful testimonies i believe when we come out of this season of just the goodness of god how god met with people right where they are i want to tell you he's the god who conquers our fears he's the god who conquers our anxieties he is the god who cares for us in the most difficult of situations and he wants to meet with us and show himself in that way so i'm going to be sharing the word of god you know we're in a, a message series called i'm not anxious um and I just want to ask you, how are you going with all this self-isolation, social distancing, shielding stuff? You know, these are all new words that really they've just been assimilated into our collective vocabulary over the last few weeks. You know, they, were, they, were, they weren't even on my radar. You know, you might be amongst a small uh, percentage of the population who actually really dislike physical touch and you'll be secretly singing the hallelujah chorus uh, in private, fist bumping. But for the majority of the population, there can become a disconnect of the heart and of the soul where our emotional tanks are just not are not getting topped up they get topped up by physical contact with loved ones and friends and i mean we all let's be honest we already live in a world where many people many people spend more time on their phones than they do in real life conversations um i'm kind of secretly hoping that when all of this is over uh we will have a greater understanding of the importance of physical and emotional contact and rely far less on the online world and you know I've been thinking about this because I believe this is a kind of a new season it's a a reboot if you like you know Jesus talked often about a new age an amazing future a kingdom age to come that we can only vaguely grasp the wonder of because we're living earthside there was a guy in called John in who wrote the last book of the New Testament Revelation he wrote in chapter 21 verse 4 I'm going to read it to you right from here he God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away you know in a time of uncertainty we look for the comfort in the uncertainty Sorry, we look for comfort in the certain. At times like these, we find ourselves asking questions. 
can we really find comfort and hope in this life? You know, maybe even more pertinently in the midst of all this craziness, this current world situation when the world seems to have changed overnight, is God able to meet me where I am? Does he see me? Does he really care? And I believe the answer is a resounding yes. He does and yes, we can find comfort, hope and stability that we need right at this present moment. You know, we're not just trying to get by, but to live life well under trying circumstances. You know, the pain and the suffering this pandemic has already inflicted is far more, though, than sickness and disease. It's all, it's really has released a tidal wave of fear and anxiety um, as people face the fear of sickness itself, but also like a double whammy of the of possible economic and employment hardship. Um, and maybe for you, it's just the fear of isolation itself causes anxiety. But this morning, no, this morning, no matter what we face, no matter what you face, no matter what I face, what my family faces, Jesus is still the name above all names. He is higher, stronger, larger, more powerful than any anxiety that grips your or my heart. That's not to say that anxiety is not a very real feeling. It is, but Jesus is much more real, much closer than any fear that could try to grip my heart. I don't know if you remember the chilling news footage of the Japanese tsunami of 2011, but I recall watching the wave of deep water and debris as it moved across the TV screen steadily, just sweeping everything in its past. It wasn't moving fast. It wasn't violent. It was just, though, relentless. It moved buildings and cars and trucks and power lines. Um, it just moved in a steady, unrelent unrelenting way. That is how anxiety can be. It can just start to move in and we sometimes can feel powerless to stop it. But I want to tell you this morning, the word of God says, be anxious for nothing. There is a way for anxiety to be booted out and the peace of God to take root in this season. Because if it takes root in this season, in the seasons to come, we're going to eat of the fruit of that tree, the tree of peace in our lives. You know, anxiety is like uh, a yappy you know, lapdog that's snapping at the heels of mankind at the moment. You know, can I trust God for my future when I'm not getting what I want? When things aren't going to plan, when I'm blindsided by circumstances beyond my control. You know, I'm reminded and strengthened today by the following verse. It's found in Lamentations 3 verse 21. Don't get put off by the name Lamentations. Let's go for the scripture. It is beautiful and it's always blessed me all my life he says i'll never forget the trouble the other the utter lostness the taste of ashes the poison i've swallowed i remember it all oh how well i remember the feeling of hitting the bottom but there's another thing i remember and in remembering i keep grip on hope god's loyal love couldn't have dried up his merciful love couldn't have run out. It couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. Another version says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. You see, these verses are a beautiful word picture for us because the author is saying that although there's a steady wall of anxiety and fear that might assault me on a daily basis, that there is one greater 
than anxiety and fear that comes out to meet it and he stops it in his tracks. He pushes it back and he prevents it flooding my life and taking me under with it. I know there are people watching this morning and uh, who you've not particularly felt close to God this week or maybe even a while or possibly for a very long time. But the comfort and the beauty of these verses are that we that we just read is that God's love and comfort, his mercy is like a fresh flowing river every morning that I wake up. I just have to choose to wade into that river. You know, I've got the BBC News app on my phone and I can guarantee overnight that by the time I wake up in the morning, there will be two or three news update notifications sitting on my phone screen, just waiting for me to wake up and tell me of the latest unfolding horror story or cause for dismay. But I tell you, I do, you do, we have to choose what river we are gonna wade into each day. The river of God's love and support or the river of anxiety and fear. I know what river I'm gonna choose, the river of God's love and support. Choose that with me today. You know, this crisis is real though. Um, and you know, some people say, you're, you know, this is real, you're, you're in denial. No, I'm not in denial. Be socially responsible, take care of yourself and your loved one and your neighbors. That's just the right thing to do. But you can choose whether to float downstream on the debris and junk of somebody else's fear and anxiety, um, or you can turn your heart toward God and be influenced by his incredible peace, his incredible certainty. And, you know, what we just read is so true. Great is your faithfulness, God. I'm sticking with you. Friend, are you going to stick with God today? You can trust him. You can trust him. Our heart and minds can only take so much stuff before they start to get overwhelmed. And I read an article in the New York Times yesterday by a prominent psychiatrist, and they said that the anxiety levels of the human race were already at crazy levels before COVID-19. This pandemic is going to take anxiety levels off the charts. Well, that's the experts. That's what the newspapers are saying. That's what the TV uh, TV um, shows and news are saying. I want to tell you, though, I be- I'm believing for God to rock up for Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to rock up in our society, rock up in your world, rock up in my world, rock up in my friend's world, my neighbor's world, and manifest himself as the Prince of Peace against all, when all the other voices are shouting loudly, anxiety, I hear the Prince of Peace shouting back, peace, be still, shut your mouth, wind, I'm in charge. You know, like I said, this message is part of a series that we're, re- that we're releasing as a church called I'm Not Anxious. We originally were going to go with I Know and I'm Not Anxious, but we felt that would be too long a title. You see, there is a lot to know out there at the moment. You know, every person in Australia is an armchair prime minister. Every parent is an epidemiologist. That's a really hard one to get right, and you want to make sure you get that right on the first take. Epidemiologist. I'm really proud of that one. Every news feed and government post is subject to a anonymous, often bitter, divided opinions. Drama, hear this, this is a great thought. Drama and disaster are a poisoned well. But we so often find ourselves drinking from that well, we just find it irresistible. But we have to resist drama and disaster in our lives. We have to allow the Prince of Peace to say, peace be still, away you go. 
Our fear of the unknown is heightened at times like these. You know, as a young kid growing up in the 1960s, not only did I have a terrible haircut, it was the days where your dad used to put a, a pudding bowl on your head and chop around the edges. Um, not only did I have that to put up with, I had I was riddled with fear concerning nuclear war and my family situation. The truth is, you know, kids were being drilled to hide under their desks at school in case the bomb was dropped. You know, I was just, I, I can't tell you how riddled with fear I was. Um, by the time I became a teenager, I honestly don't believe I would have made it to adulthood unless I had met Jesus. He came into my life in an amazing way and has been the center of peace in my heart and life. Now, 55 years on and what I feared would happen didn't come to pass. I certainly don't dismiss your feelings of anxiety right now because they're very real, that feeling is very real, but I do challenge anxiety daily in my life. I challenge it because I want to tell you something, and this is the truth, anxiety has never produced a milligram of healthy fruit in my life, not once. For some reason, which I don't really understand, I also battled a crippling fear of death. In my younger years, I never liked putting myself in risky situations. So that fear of death started to widen to a fear of it for my family, my wife, my children, and so on. But eventually I learnt to hand this fear over to God. It was just too much for me to carry. I was going to collapse under the weight of it. Um, over, under the weight of something, honestly, I just can't, con couldn't control, can't control. But I began to practice what the Bible calls putting my trust in God. I now have a ton of peace where there was once a churning mass of nerves and unease. I need to be real here, though. You know, we're in virtual church, so telling the truth is still important. I'm really bad at remembering movie lines or even movie plots. You know, I could watch a movie a second time and wouldn't know I'd seen it. But I remember one line from the movie Forrest Gump. What a great movie. It's that part where Forrest Gump's mother, played by Sally Fields, is dying. And she looks at him and she says, I'm going to miss you, Forrest. And, you know, it gets me every time. Even when I was writing these words, I, I teared up. It's just, for me, a very moving scene. I, but I realised very recently, I no longer have a fear of death. What I do have is I just feel like I'm really going to miss people. Why is that? You know, I don't get believers who talk about, I can't wait to be in heaven with Jesus. Just take me now, Jesus. I'm like, keep your mouth shut. Move away from me. You know, lightning bolts are real things. But seriously, I love this life. I think we're meant to love this life. I think we're meant to have the joy of God in our life. I think we're meant to enjoy everything that is around us uh, that God has made permissible for us. And um, this new age Jesus mentioned that I talked about when I started preaching, I don't believe it's something that just starts when we die. In fact, even Israel under the old covenant, God was promised to them was, God's promise to them was days of heaven on earth. What I'm convinced of though is that the unknown God that, sorry, what I'm convinced of, though, is that the unknown with God is far better than the unknown without God every time, every single time. Corrie ten Boom, a Dutch author and Christian speaker, lived a wonderful long life. She and her family rescued Jews from the hands of the Nazis in World War II. She tells the story of how, as a child, she feared death. She told her father this one day when he was settling her to sleep, and this was his reply. He sat on the edge of her bed. Corrie, he began gently, when you and I go to Amsterdam, when do I give you your ticket? I sniffed a few times considering this. Why, just before we get on the train? 
Exactly, he said. And our wise father in heaven knows when we're going to need things too. Don't run out ahead of him, Corrie. When the time comes that some of us will have to die, you will look into your heart and find the strength you need just in time. You know, I mentioned earlier that I'm missing people from our church. We've got an amazing young man in our church called Dan Ross. Now, Dan Ross gives the most amazing hugs. I remember the first time he gave me one, they're like vice grips and he holds you for about 30 seconds like he never ever wants to let you go. I kind of thought, boy, how old does he think I am? You know, he must think I'm never going to, I'm not going to make it and make it to next week when I'll get another one. But, you know, his, his hugs leave me feeling warm and fuzzy. Why does he do that though? It's because he's committed to giving the best hugs he can. And he leaves a really great impression on people as the best hugger in the church. I want to ask you, you know, what impression are you leaving behind in this season? Is it going to be one of gloom and doom? Is it going to be one of self, looking at yourself and going, it's all about me? You know, there are people out in this world uh, that are in far more serious uh, straits and, and difficulties than you. And even that doesn't, it doesn't really, in a sense... Uh, have a bearing when we're feeling the way we feel but we have to lift up our eyes and look to Jesus you know um, the impressions that we leave on people are so important you know my friends also my some friends also good hugger one day he came up to me hugged me around the waist and broke my rib Um, but what will you remember in your in um, in this season will you be remembered for stability will you be remembered for a joyful heart a joyful spirit What's the impression you will leave behind on your family, on your kids? Stability, faithfulness, a parent who was present in their kid's life, a, a partner who didn't throw it all in when things didn't go their way. You know, you can be known as a well that people come to drink of at this time when they're tired and low, or you can be known as a dried up well. I want to be known as a river of life where people can come and drink and have their fears and their anxieties washed away with the water of life. What will you be known for? Psalm 61 says, and I always go back to this, one of my life psalms, from the ends of the earth I call to you, I call as my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You might feel like the psalmist that you are so far from God as to be at the ends, the very ends of the earth or at the end of your rope, at the end of your strength, or even at the end of caring. The psalmist said his heart was overwhelmed, but he goes on to say, God, please, please, God, please lead me to the rock that is higher than I, than myself. We all need a rock in these days that is higher than ourselves. There is a rock that is higher than you and me today, higher than our anxiety. And that rock is Jesus Christ. And most of us will remember uh, from Sunday school days the story of the wise and the foolish man. The foolish man built his house on the sand and when the storm came, his house collapsed. The wise man built his house on the rock and the storm came. The Bible says the storm still beat upon that house. I know there's some people here today that are feeling, that are, and you're watching today, you're, gonna, you're feeling beat up at the moment. But let me encourage you, If you're built on Jesus, he will never let you down. You will not fall. You might get the wind and the rain beating on you, but your house 
is steadfast, sure, built on the rock, the foundation of Jesus Christ. I started out talking about the presence, uh, sorry, the assurance the believer has of eternal life in Jesus Christ. The promise a Christian has that he will spend eternity in heaven. The beauty of relationship with Jesus Christ is that it can start right now. We don't have to earn it and we certainly don't deserve it, but it is given to us freely. When we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and we ask him to be our saviour, that's what he becomes to us and he lifts us out of our sins and he gives us a new life, a new start, a new peace. The thief on the cross, it says in Luke, he was next to Jesus and during the crucifixion, he repented and said, please remember me. Jesus didn't respond with, hey, mate, I've got my own problems. He replied with love, with the most comforting, beautiful of words. He said, don't worry. I will remember you. Today, you will be with me in paradise. I'm sure that there are many of you listening to me today that would like to know that comfort and assurance. And I'd just love to pray with you right now. So just bow your head. And just repeat after me this prayer. If you're wanting to know the person of Jesus in your life, a relationship with God, if you want to come back to God, if you've been far from God, you can pray this. He will meet with you today. He will turn your life around. He will give you the forgiveness of sin that you so want. Jesus, I want to know freedom from anxiety. And I want to have this peace that I've been hearing about today. I surrender my life to you. I receive forgiveness for my sins. I repent of turning away from you and doing my own thing. Thank you for your love for me that is new every morning. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have just prayed the most wonderful thing. You've made the most wonderful decision a person can ever make. If you have prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know about that. So please contact us at care at kingdomculturechurch.com.au. We'd love to send you a gift and to pray for you personally and to call you. Thank you so much for watching today. I just pray the Spirit of God will meet with you, will remove all anxiety from your heart, and you'll realise that God is such a big God. His name is above all fear. Uh, it's a privilege to have been able to pray with you. Um, we're looking forward to hearing the wonderful testimonies of God's faithfulness, the joy uh, that you're experiencing at this time, the way God has met with you. And if you're experiencing that presence of God and, all, and testimonies of his faithfulness, which I'm sure many of you are, you can also contact us at care at kingdomculturechurch.com.au. You go ahead and do that. It will bless us. We love you, church. Thank you so much uh, again for being with us. We love you and we'll see you next time. God bless.